1: Welcome to another episode of Shared History.
0: History, don't leave home without it. I won't. It follows you wherever
1: you go. I mean, that is maybe one of the truest taglines that you've had. Cuz like <laughs> not that you don't lo- like you can't leave home without it. Hi- I guess if you were like super like if you had like you were basically Dory. Yeah. You can Short-term leave home. Short-term memory. Yeah.
0: Or if you're, like, choosing to leave it behind, you know? Sometimes you need to move on from history, yeah. like, forgive and forget. But sometimes you can't forget. You need to hold on to that. that Grudge. That history.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> or, you know, there's just the whole, like, if you don't read history, you're doomed to repeat it.
1: I feel like Bring we repeat it. that a lot. We repeat that you're doomed to repeat history a lot on this podcast. But I it's feel like, true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anytime we have an intro, it's just like, <clears throat> history kind of sucks. <laughs> Like, we we love it so much.
1: History sucks. Welcome to our history podcast that we go out of our way to do. (laughs) This Uh,
0: whole podcast is just a large cautionary tale.
1: It's a cautionary tale. Um, Thank you for
0: singing that because I had just been listening to Mean Girls a lot. Okay, I just had to say that. God bless you, Nat.
1: I know. It's rare that I sing before you do. Hello, I'm Natalie. I'm Cass. And in our third chair, we're joined by a fellow podcaster, hooray, and a girl after our own heart in so many ways. She is the founder and one of the hosts of the, of the B-Sides, a podcast for progressives who love pop music. Yes and yes, please and thank you. It's Hannah Weilbacher. Hi. Ooh, I like that. Just the softest air horns
2: everywhere I go. Someone's like, "Hi, Hannah, welcome!" And I'm like, "You didn't do air horns, so I'll come in again.
1: <laughs> I'll start over. I'll take I'll take this I'll take this one more time, please." Um, Hannah, thank you for joining us. Hannah's calling in from Astoria, Queens, where Damn. it is also winter.
2: can confirm. There is winter outside. It is Update. wintering.
1: Update. It's wintering out, which is great because I'm pretty sure that this episode will come out in spring. But remember oh. winter?
0: Oh, I hope I a don't. A chill just goes down everyone's spine. Oh, yeah. I'm so
2: excited for spring. That's going to oh. be great. Something to look forward to. I don't know that it's spring 2021 going, everyone? Let us know.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Leave
1: yeah. a comment. <laughs> D- DM us and let us know how, how spring 2021 is going. Congratulations. You made it to spring if you're listening you to this podcast
0: they're in spring and they're listening to winter they're taking history with them okay so and that's
2: the episode we're done
0: great and (laughs) lights great
1: thank you so much we did exactly what we set out to do uh hannah 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 we always say that we make our guests do homework but Mm -hmm. i have to ask do you like history do you enjoy homework
2: um, I'm going to take those questions separately. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, I mean, well, and yes and yes in some ways. Um, I'm a little nervous to tell you all my topic today when we get there because I, I, I took liberty with the word history. Um, I didn't take liberty with the word homework. I did homework, very excited, very proud of myself. Um, I, you know, I've generally been a homework doer. If I commit to doing something, it gets done. I just might procrastinate it. I might feel a type of way about it, but you know, it'll get done. You know, in terms of history, I mean, I, um, I always felt like I really did not get the history education I wanted to get. And welcome to the club. (laughs) I'm still making up for it, so I'm very excited about shared history for that reason. For finding you all on on these interwebs, Um, the uh, one of my two co-hosts of the B sides is a historian, Mimi. and she's amazing. And when you all reached out, I was like, Mimi, you should do this. But she couldn't. So I did it. So sorry you're not getting the historian <laughs> between us. I'm sorry.
1: It's right right. We're um, just three non-historians doing a history podcast.
2: Works for me. Works for me. So, yeah, I always feel like there's so much more to learn. And I love all the ways that I can, like, un you know, all the things about, like, unlearning history. But I'm always like, I don't know if I learned I don't know if I learned what I'm supposed to unlearn. Like, I don't know if I got that, like, first level. So I have a lot to make up for, but that's okay. Isn't
0: there something kind of satisfying about unlearning something? Like, it's it's not good that we need to do that, but then you're kind of like, oh, I fixed it. Totally.
1: And yes. now I get to be holier than thou and correct people. <laughs> that's what not I love. Actually. Yeah. I, ugh, let me well actually you about, like, the racist origins of idioms and like fucking nursery rhymes, I will well <laughs> actually the fuck out of that.
2: What's the episode that comes to mind if there is one or two or five that like is are, are like a set of facts that you refer to the most that that you find yourself being like actually that's not the whole story in your in your life Oh
1: gosh like an episode from the podcast that like, yeah. Like,
2: yeah, like something you learned.
1: Um, Cass did one on, uh, Joseph Bologne, uh, who <gasps> yeah. everyone, like, the internet, and I even had to, like, hashtag him as such when we were for the, for the SEOs and the social meds, um, but everyone refers to him as Black Mozart, and actually, Cast taught us that, uh, Mozart may have ripped him off.
2: That, no way! Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness!
1: Also, he was, like, an
0: expert swordsman. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was researching him as he's this, like, amazing composer, and they just kept talking about how he's really good with swords, and I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool, too.
2: Sounds like a very coordinated person. Yeah. Wow. Brain oh, and Bron. I want to listen to that episode. So cool.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if there's, like, a specific thing about... I just love Marie Curie, and I I feel like I well actually... Her husband into the situation more, like... That's one area where I feel like history did a good job of actually giving the credit to the woman who did the work, but also Pierre and Marie Curie's love story is so fucking cute and he was so supportive and it- and like- so I put him back in the narrative.
0: In like the 1800s too. A supportive husband for, you know-
1: Who'd have dreamed of it?
2: What a dream. We we stand.
0: We have to
1: stand. But that was a Joseph Bologne is the first one that comes to mind cuz I I really like I really love love that kind of connection to where he is in the more recentish zeitgeist and then being like why do you have to put a benchmark on someone that's a white person? Why do we have to say <laughs> that a person of color is the black version of this white historical figure?
0: Amazing. Mine was Operation Tiger from Natalie. There's oh. this like we we talk about how we don't like love going into World War II history because it's just that's usually what we learn over and over again. But there was this like botched
1: dress rehearsal
0: dress rehearsal that like a shit ton of people died in on like the U.S. British side and they just didn't tell anyone because yeah, like, it was
1: Oops. it was like it was like uh, D-Day the scrimmage. Um, oh. But but some people <laughs> but they accidentally were playing full contact. Oh, uh,
0: no. this was not shirts for skins
1: this is not i, I love that it's bears yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like yeah I'm- no it's it's not great um whoa but yeah so those are those are two that those are two that come to mind wow. what a great question you come on our podcast and you're asking us like deep and thoughtful questions how dare you I'm so
2: Sorry, <laughs> I, I won't it won't happen again i apologize <laughs>
1: You're right it won't, because we're going to make you tell us a story, and then we'll probably ask you questions throughout that you may or may not know the answer to, but we're going to treat you like you're a de facto expert on this thing that you may have just researched for the first time. So,
2: <laughs> Sounds great. I'm in.
1: So what did you bring for us okay. today?
2: Okay, so today we are going to cover the breakup of Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake.
1: <gasps> <laughs> okay, at time of recording oh at time of recording. Very topical. I actually meant to bring this up. Free Britney just came out this past week. Yes. And she just like the court case just finally sided in her favor of not having her daddy on everything. Yes. So
0: also no longer using the word daddy. I mean, also that <laughs> legally,
1: legally, <laughs> yeah, legally, they are no longer right, allowed to refer to Britney Spears as father as daddy. Um, <laughs> however, listeners know that you can and always should call me Natty Daddy. <laughs> it's not my fault that it's a beverage. <laughs> So very topical and I yes. I'm so glad it's your topic because I truly was almost started this episode with like how do you feel about this since you have a music podcast. I
2: wonder how I would have vamped if you ha- if you had asked that. Um yeah, I mean, I so before anyone is like logging off because they're like, "Oh, I don't care about celebrity gossip. That's not why I listen to this podcast or whatever." I I do have a pitch um <laughs> that maybe the two of you are like already down with, but if anybody else is listening, I mean, that is the topic we're going to go into. I wanted to I wanted to cover Britney before framing Britney Spears came out and then it came out and I was like, okay, I'm definitely covering Britney. And I was trying to figure out like what it, what angle of Britney's like very storied public career I'd focus on. And I focused on this because the actual topic of this situation that I'm going to go into is us. Like we are actually us being like culture. <laughs> us being non-celebrities who consume culture that is actually like we are the we are the stars of this story and and britney and justin are are like present and involved but but we are the the subjects and i think that makes it shared history i think that makes it like you know what we did in the wake of this couple's breakup and why that matters i mean i was 10 i don't know what i did really but I will say i'll use the collective we a lot throughout this i think (laughs) because i do think that history is pop culture in a lot of ways and pop culture sure is history so
0: yeah they each influence each other so much
2: yeah for sure for sure and like there's moments that um that's even explicit in the documentary actually framing britney spears that we've that we're referencing um new york times critic wesley morris like makes this very explicit connection. Did you, have you seen it? Have either of you seen it? I've not, not watched it yet. Okay, great, great. Um So I can tell you, and I won't be explaining something that you've already seen. Um Wesley Morris makes a connection between like Britney's coming of age as a pop star with like the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Like all these connections are super, super real. Um But before we dive in, I am, oh
1: no. Be- before you dive in, I'm gonna hop in real quick with a, side podcast recommendation in addition to checking out the B-sides which you very much should there's a great Monica Lewinsky episode there's a great Anita Hill and Monica Lewinsky episode of you're wrong about there are two separate episodes but they're they did them back to back i believe the you're wrong about podcast is fantastic and you can cherry pick the topics that you want to find out why you're wrong about them the Monica Lewinsky episode is a big wow, and I highly recommend it.
2: Oh, I can't wait! Thank you. I listened to their Princess Diana um, <gasps> series; It was amazing. Yeah, mind blowing. Yeah. What are your like relationships to Britney Spears? Like, what? Yeah, what do you, <clears throat> where are we like starting out at?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna take this question first because Natalie could go on for probably an hour. I was I was very much uh, just a casual music listener in the era of pop like we were yeah. big movie people at home we didn't like weirdly didn't listen to a whole lot of music if there was time to listen to an album it's like throw a movie on get doris day in there and whatnot um so i like listened to the radio because i wanted to like know what everyone was talking about at school and and always had tabloids on hand at home so i followed more of the like the drama and whatnot but Natalie, I think, has more of an emotional connection to to early 2000s pop in general.
1: I I, mean- d- I don't have a super deep connection to Britney Spears, although I did own the two thousand a, her denim a oh. full denim outfit. <laughs> I wore it to prom. I made my date. Wore a full denim outfit as well. It was a look. <laughs> no, I did the only Britney Spears album I owned was her two thousand one album, Britney. I had okay. that one. mm-hmm I listened to Britney Spears passively. I think my brother actually had "Baby One More Time," mm-hmm. and maybe my sister had an album, but I only had Britney. <laughs> like all I—that sounds. Had, you I,
0: sound like a lonely kid. I only had Britney. I only had Britney. All
1: I had listening to her in my room alone. <gasps> I have a stronger connection or not connection to Justin Timberlake. Okay. But that's just because I uh was a Backstreet Boys stan. I am a Backstreet Boys. Let's I'm still. It's
0: getting weird. It's obsessive. And I
2: love so, it. So is it like because you love Backstreet Boys, do you hate Justin Timberlake or you No. Just... Okay. Okay.
1: I just like never like loved loved NSync, but I like my my best friends who like loved Britney and NSync. So we, I my connection to Britney and NSync are both um uh, choreographing our own dances in our teenage bedrooms. So well, that's I mean, my relationship with Britney okay, Spears. yes,
0: because you were a child in the early aughts. Like, of course, you did that. We all did. Yeah. I still remember my choreography to Spice World. As you should. I can't <laughs> wait for that performance. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh shit! Uh, good thing podcasting
1: <laughs> is a is a visual medium. <laughs>
2: I love that. That's I mean, that totally checks out. Like I, I love Britney, um, and I'm like coming to love her as a grown up. And I definitely I my album, yours was Britney. My album was in the zone. I don't know why we all like all could only have one. Like I don't know where that came from. Like, <laughs> just I like was, how you like, had to
0: like one Backstreet Boy or yeah. one in oh, totally. sync.
2: Yes. And I was I was more in sync than Backstreet Boys, I'm sorry. It wasn't on purpose, it just you. happened. Um and I was a JC. Girl, for that exact, like exactly what you're saying, Mm. and I loved In Sync. I had a lot of their albums with Britney. I I loved her. I loved In the Zone. (laughs) On the B sides, we always talk about. Do you remember hit clips?
1: Yes. You remember those? I don't think that I had hit clips. I think I always kind of wanted them, Uh but I'd never, I never got my own.
2: I had Britney. I had oops. I did it again. Hit clips. Cass's face is very confused. And for the listeners out there who also don't know, <laughs> hit clips were these fifteen second question mark twenty second um, clips of hit songs that were like um, and you know squares like an inch by inch square,
1: and it like you... went into a, a basically a keychain.
2: Uh huh. Yep.
0: I remember these now. Yep. I don't have any. I had a Tamagotchi yeah. instead. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we
2: somehow like always end up talking about hit clips on the B-sides so and we're always like, can we go an episode without talking about hit clips? Like, why do possible. we always? <laughs> but So that is what I had. I had an Oops, I Did It Again. Like I had a bunch of of singles from Oops, I Did It Again on hit clips, which was amazing. Um, and then I think I was just, like, aware, I was very, I've always been someone who's interested in celebrity gossip, and then when I got older and became, like, a lefty, I was like, oh, I can, this is political, I don't have to feel badly about my obsession with celebrity gossip and pop music, like, I can make this all make sense together. Um, anyway, so I feel like I was aware of what was going on with her, and, like, the Free Britney movement, as it started, like, a few years ago, I I was, like, trying to figure out what was going on, um, so I'm very happy now that there's, like, real resources for us you know even if we're not britney stans because i've never been like a total stan but i think she's great i love her music i'm really always fascinated by her instagram and now there's like a lot of content for us to
0: make sense i i just recently like honestly maybe only only a few months ago learned about the free britney movement and like hashtag and all that stuff and going back to your question of what is your relationship with Britney Spears, I'm gonna amend my answer a bit. I I had no, not respect, like that's the wrong word, but like, she's just a pop star. Right. She's just like a girl singing, you know. Yep. Yeah, they're bops, but I'm not gonna say she's like this amazing musician and very much trivialized her because of the tabloids. It was, it was like just a comic book almost. It was like, oh, what's next on the next serial of Britney Spears? And then getting older, like, and becoming more progressive, I can't read tabloids anymore because you are just mining people's lives for, for entertainment. And Britney Spears is maybe an extreme example, but maybe it's just an extreme public one because people in entertainment have gone through horrors on, on the behind the scenes because it's all about serving us, the subjects. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my God, it's all connecting. There it is, folks.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, and that was like, um, I was thinking about going into Britney's legal struggles for this podcast um, and her conservatorship, which some people listening might now have heard of. I do think by spring of 2021, it's going to be even more well understood and hopefully we'll have even more news. Um, But I think there's a lot of great existing resources out there if you want to learn more about that, specifically the documentary we've mentioned called Framing Britney Spears, which is on Hulu, if you want to learn more about why why she needs to be freed, why she's like literally not free, then that's that's a great place to start for any listener who wants that out of today. But we're going to talk about this breakup. So yes, do you want to hear about it?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: Okay. So um, to cite my sources, I'm pulling from a number of resources for this. Um, firstly, on on my podcast, The B-Sides, as I mentioned, um, our fourth episode ever was called It Was Brittany Bitch, which I thought was really funny. My co-host Mimi's... Um, came up with that. Um, she, Mimi put together like a very thoughtful episode about her, which I'm drawing from. Um, and I'm also drawing from the documentary Framing Britney Spears that we mentioned. And then a bunch of like BuzzFeed, Glamour, New York Times articles. That's where I'm pulling this from. Oh, and Wikipedia. Because...
0: You got to start somewhere.
1: Hey, it's the people's source. <laughs> it's it's the people's source.
2: The people's source. Um, okay. So to set a backdrop, I mean, we know how famous Britney Spears is. Like we were just talking about it. We all know in our heads that, like, Britney Spears is very famous, but it is not possible to overstate how famous she was, and is. And it and this matters for the rest of our story. Um, 20 years ago, over 20 years ago, after, honestly, a very illustrious career with the Mickey Mouse Club, um, alongside some of our other faves, like Ryan Gosling and Christina Aguilera and Justin Timberlake, they met when they were 12, Brittany Jean Spears blesses us with her first single, Baby One More Time. Do you all know who that was originally written for, by the way?
1: Oh, I feel like I used to. I'm pretty, this,
2: I'm like 98% sure. And it
0: wasn't um, Leanne Rhimes, was it?
2: No, but she probably has, or maybe she also like almost cut it or something. Yeah. But I, the, the fact I know about this that I could have easily Googled before opening my mouth um, was TLC. And they were like we don't want a song that's like hit me baby one more time that sounds violent so they passed
0: <laughs> also it's so weird because i as soon as he said it, i was like nah there's three people but it doesn't need to be a solo uh-huh
2: that right. makes sense right exactly um i mean after those first there and air and air like we were never the same you know
0: like the world was never the like, same. like even you just <laughs> doing that right there i'm like yep mm-hmm i'm there, there it is it.
1: This whole yeah. episode is going to be a lot of cast trying not to burst into song.
0: You have no
2: idea how hard
1: this oh my God.
2: is going to be. He's like... I'll try not to bait you.
1: No, please um. do. It'll be fun to watch her struggle.
0: <laughs> it's tearing up my heart that get out of I here. can't sing. Okay, I'll stop.
1: There's okay. not time for in sync.
2: We'll get there. Why not? We can get there soon, too. Um, so her album comes out by the same name, and then her sophomore album, Oops, I Did It Again, um, at that point, it's earning her the title of best-selling teen artist ever, 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 right? And we're she's the princess of pop, she's the reviver of teen pop, people are saying. This is really an era of boy bands and girl groups. There was really not an individual, a teenager, on her level. Like, there just wasn't. I mean, some people might say Christina Aguilera, who I think absolutely... Like, is first of all incredibly talented, had a great career, has a great career um, at this time. Jeannie in a bottle, what a girl wants.
0: Come on over. These are all bops,
2: absolutely. But Britney was Britney.
0: Like, it was just a different level. Christina Aguilera always reminded me and still does of, well, at at the time, she was like the Pepsi to Britney's Coke.
1: You very (laughs) much were like taught, like, it was nobody said it, but it was you could only. You could, you had to choose one. And my oversimplification, yeah. and the same thing went with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And in that case, both of them were literally managed and created by the same horrible man. So they're interchangeable. They were, yeah, they were, well, no, it was like they literally, like he literally, Lou Pearlman literally made NSYNC because he was making so much money uh, illegally off of the Backstreet Boys. But well,
2: let's do a podcast on that. Right. hear more about that.
1: But, um, I always oversimplified it to. Backstreet Boys are the better singers. In Sync are the better dancers. That's Britney's fair. a better dancer. Christina's a better singer. That was that checks out. That was my that oversimplification of the. It,
0: it was just an era of like allegiances. Yes. Like if like thinking about it now, it's you had to like, uh, this boy band or this one. You had to like this singer over this one. You had to like this specific singer in the boy band over this yes. one. Yes and i'm sure tabloids just loved that. Yeah, like already you're
2: starting to see like planting the seeds of too much frankly identification with celebrities, too much like pedestal things with celebrities and already as you as you both were mentioning pitting people against each other. Jessica Simpson, we can talk about at at this stage too, you know, like i mean there's so much to say here about She was fanta And she was Fanta. Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. She has a great um, memoir that I just read last summer. And I was like, wow, there's so much I did not know about Jessica Simpson, obviously. But like, that's a great book if anybody wants um, a fun read. And like, you know, all these women at the end of the day were blonde and white. And so we we're not even talking about like how tough it must have been for just anyone else, for a woman of color, for anyone to, you know, try to make it if already like they they are pitting you know two blonde girls against each other.
0: How do we define pop music? Are we all chained to the rhythm? What do we expect from our artists in an era that needs all progressive hands on deck? Why does every Carly Rae Jepsen album feel like a moral necessity? What can Britney Spears's career trajectory tell us about the pressure and patriarchy? Will Rihanna ever release new music and pull us through the careening emergency that is American politics once and for all? Let's talk. The B-Sides is a podcast and internet home for progressives who love pop. Subscribe to get bi-weekly musings from hosts Becky, Hannah, and Mimi on pop's place in our world, and the music you should put in your ears to fuel your reckoning with the trash fires that are all around us. Listen to the B-Sides on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you find your podcasts today, and follow them on Instagram at listen to the B-Sides to join their internet community.
2: So anyway, there's a lot. the The picture I'm trying to paint here is that there's a lot of pressure on Britney Spears right away, way too much, way too early. Um, other fun things about her, like you know, MTV's TRL really became the Britney show. Like they loved her, she loved them in terms of making money <laughs> for each other. Um, Britney is the artist with the most music videos to debut ever. She's the only artist with the number one she has the number one most retired music videos on TRL. And they had to start retiring videos because of Britney and others on her level eventually because they couldn't just like keep playing Britney videos every week. So they would like retire I didn't know these videos. Retired.
1: The entire the entire countdown, the entire top ten or whatever were all Britney.
2: Totally. And NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And yeah. so like this crew of people, they were like, we need to start retiring. Otherwise, like we can't have a show anymore. <laughs> So, like, this is, the, we're at the turn of the millennium here. Like, Britney is the pop star, the chart topper, the concept of what an American girl should be. Which is so fucked up for all of the reasons. And this very young girl is is the subject of all of people's just emotions about America, like we're not even going to talk about 9 11 but we could, you know, like this, like all of the concept of of patriotism and what they, what, what we as culture wanted from an American girl was put onto Britney Spears. Mm. Um, she carried all of American society from you know one millennia to, to millennium to the next. She was like, here, it's a lot, it's a lot of weight for one person's shoulders to bear. Um, and I mean, today, I we think about this a lot also on the b-sides and I don't know if there's ever going to be an answer to it I I don't think there's as much concentrated pressure these days on one person anymore I don't think there's like the ubiquity of Britney Spears and some of these other people at the time I think Mm -hmm. we have a lot of famous people who are very famous but I don't think it's like it was then
0: I think because of a lot of people like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and the Backstreet Boys and the obsession that was yeah. placed on them. Like, I remember anytime I see, you know, like some celebrity of like, oh, they're getting a divorce and yada, 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 I was like, well, did you not watch VH1 Behind the Music? Like, don't date your rival band. Like, I think it almost prepared new artists and, you know, burgeoning celebrities of... Like, everyone has their own Instagram, which is literally just their own, like, TV channel and whatnot. And we're all preparing for our celebrity. We're all branding ourselves. We're Mm -hmm. all, you know, finding our content, our niche. Weirdly, their, you know, drama kind of groomed us for now this is what our society is. Everyone (sighs) gets to be a Britney. It's so true. So fucked up.
2: (laughs) so weird. Yeah, I mean, it was just like the media really needed her also at this time, right? Like, because she was so famous, so we get into these horrible, and the, the movie, the documentary does a really good job of painting a picture of what it's like to be hounded by paparazzi the way that she was. And you just really have moments where you're like, I don't know what I would do if I were her. Like, I just don't know how you're supposed to live your life. Um, and there's this just really yucky and dangerous media component that is very sexist um of this rise to fame that um is also impossible to overstate in terms of how how gross and and sexist the way the media treated britney from from an early stage and then um the reason i'm talking about that is because it plays a huge factor into their into their breakup um i mean i think we take a lot of things about celebrity for granted like I think we're like, oh, yeah, well, if you're a celebrity, then paparazzi photograph you and, like, that's the job. But, like, what the fuck? That's so weird. It's so weird when you actually step back and think about it and the and the level at which this was happening to Britney. Um, this is a little bit of, a, like, a hyperbole, so I could be wrong. But I, my, my understanding is that there's really no one else who's been subjected to paparazzi, um uh danger at this level really except for princess diana in history like this was unbelievable the way Mm -hmm. that she was treated throughout all of the all of the 2000s um so we're at the cusp of a new millennium britney spears is the personification of these cultural shifts that are happening in in real time between women owning their sexuality versus being the girl next door And like you were saying earlier, you can't have both, right? You pick one of all these things. It's a very, like, black and white society. Um, She's not at all the only person who's caught in between, right? The members of Destiny's Child certainly are. Jessica Simpson certainly is. Like, all pop stars who are women are feeling this tension. She's not unique. She's just, like, the prism through which these dynamics are the most fraught or the most dire. And I watched a bunch of videos, uh, interviews, um, in preparation, as part of my homework for this. Um, and it's just unbelievable. She can do no right uh, in the media. Like I'm, wa- I'm, I'm watching uh, interviews with like Oprah Winfrey, like a, a famously smart, you know, thoughtful interviewer, and and she is like asking her these questions about whether or not she's had sex it's just like and britney just smiles and she takes it all she's taking it all but it's it i i don't know what i would do if people talked to me the way the media just constantly constantly was talking to britney so that's our backdrop and then justin timberlake and britney Spears get together um they were on the mickey mouse club together as little kids um they say that uh Justin Timberlake was Britney's um, first kiss in a game of Truth or Dare when she was like 12. So like they go way back. They're like, you know, I don't know if you had like that camp friend or something that like you had a crush on when you were at camp together or whatever. I don't know. Like that, that was what came to mind when I (laughs) heard them talking about this. Um, And then when NSYNC got popular, I didn't realize this um, until I was preparing for this. When NSYNC went on tour, Britney was their opening act. And that's when they got together. One of their first tours
0: oh i didn't know that i know because
2: i kind of thought that britney was famous first but
0: that's what i was thinking it's interesting i don't know i
1: I want that for her i want her to have been famous first
0: maybe she was high level of famous before them right they were famous enough to be touring but they weren't i don't know i don't know i was 10
2: right like who (laughs) knows Exactly. Um, So right away, there is this disgusting obsession with their sex life. It's like unbelievable. It's so weird. Even as someone who like understands how like sexism, all of these horrible dynamics that are quite oppressive in our society are always at play. It's like still shocking to hear the way people are constantly questioning like, what parts of whose bodies has gone into which holes? Like, it's like... It's some shit. It's so gross. Um, Britney was frequently asked publicly if she was a virgin,
0: um, and she. Would I ha- remember that, and I remember yeah. that being like Isn't that weird. And it it was just that you are the sweet young teenager, and we want you to wear midriffs and shake it, but we also don't want you to be a slut. Right. And I I remember as a kid, seeing interviews where they like, say, "Have you had sex?" Like so explicitly, just yes. ask her point blank. And I thought yes. it was so weird.
2: Good thing you had that antenna up for yourself. Cause a lot of people did not think it was weird, clearly. Or so, I don't know, like, I don't know why it became fair game. Um, and it was just, I mean, it's really weird um, to kind of like step back and, and and witness someone being asked about that. Like, And she would answer, yes, she was saving herself for marriage. I mean, we don't even have to unpack all of that, do we, right? Like, what is it, saving yourself? And also, what does it mean that, like, legitimate journalists were asking these questions and the fact that she was answering? Like, there's a lot there.
0: I also felt like I needed to care now. Like, it was pitting aside of, like, I need to have an opinion on whether she had sex or if it's good or not. Right. Why do I need an opinion on that?
2: Right. So weird. So they date for three years and they break up in 2002. When they broke up, Brittany was 21. So, I mean, th- think about who you were at 21 for a second. Like, these are babies. These are, like, tiny babies.
1: <laughs> yeah, also, like, I was going to ask, I was like, how old, I couldn't remember how old they were when they first started dating and being like, if somebody, if I had already been in the spotlight for an amount of time and then I'm, a fucking Oprah is asking me if, like, if I'm a virgin and I'm... 18 years old, or, like, 19, I would, my brain would explode. Yeah.
2: She's, and she's really diplomatic the whole time, which is really a testament to her because, yeah, I'm the same way. I just don't know what, like, you can hear me now. I, like, don't even know how to use words for stuff like this, you know? It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre.
1: Um, Yeah. I think about all the things that I, growing, like, even when I was, like, in my early 20s or late teens, And if somebody asked me a question that made me uncomfortable, like the amount of things that I laughed off and I'm like, can you imagine all of those moments that now as an adult, I periodically remember and go, ooh, that, but, but on such a massive scale.
2: And like the answer being like, tell me about that.
0: (laughs) And probably recorded so people can go back anytime they want and watch your ooh moment. Yeah.
1: I have enough recorded ooh moments. Thank you. Thank you, community theater, and uh, an insatiable thirst for the limelight. <laughs> Which I guess thanks Britney for.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. We can blame Brittany for that. Um, yeah, I mean, these are like, these are tiny babies who are like trying to process young love. But also at the same time, like, Britney's on her third studio album that's like a huge hit. So, and, and she had just come off the second highest solo female actor of all time. Like, there's a lot to process here for 21-year-old Britney. So okay, so they break up and there is speculation that Britney cheated on Justin. And that sucks. It sucks for Justin if it's true. Um, you know, I tried to do research about whether or not it was true for this podcast. Um, I think it almost doesn't matter based for for what we'll talk about for the rest of this time. Um Well, and, and
1: it- also to your point of like the ubiquity of their relationship in tabloids also uh, basically impossible for you to confirm yeah can you imagine like i can't imagine even googling that question and just being overwhelmed
2: <laughs> totally oh totally yeah you have
1: to literally ask Brittany.
2: <laughs> and they tried oh they tried
1: let's pick up that red phone that connects you straight that red sparkly phone that connects you right to britney
2: <laughs> hey Brittany na, na, na. yeah seriously so i mean Listen, if that's true, like, that sucks for Justin. I'm sorry, Justin Timberlake. That must have been hard. It sucks to be cheated on. But he handles it so poorly that I don't feel bad for him, really. <laughs> um, and so let's get into that and, and, like I said, what it says about us. Um, so I have a, a quote from Wesley Morris, who, as I mentioned, is a New York Times critic um, from the film, that um, I thought this was just perfect. He said, the way that people treated her to be very high school about it was like she was the school slut and he was the quarterback. You know, like he won the breakup. He won. Mm-hmm. And at this time, Justin is promoting his first solo album, Justified. Did you have? Did you feel a type of way about Justified, Nat? Or were you still focused on the Backstreet Boys? Now? I was
1: still so focused on the Backstreet Here's how I felt about Justified. The Backstreet Boys didn't break up they technically never did there's yeah. still i i was supposed to go to a concert last summer i went oh. to one the summer before so oh have you except seen that? now i i have conflicted feelings about Backstreet Boys because uh Brian Luttrell might be a follower of QAnon so no oh yeah not know that hurts. it hurts it hurts me on a deep level because if i had to choose one of the "Quote unquote cute ones." When I was growing yeah. up, it was Brian. Yeah, he also just seems so
0: simple and kind.
1: Yeah, a little little boy,
0: maybe too um, simple.
1: Yeah, maybe a little too simple. <laughs> uh, also, I think like very much like a kind of a bully, and oh. uh, I. Uh, but you know what? AJ McLean can do no wrong by me. So
2: great. Yeah. Have you seen the documentary boy band fan? Oh no, it's called "I Used to Be Normal: A Boy Band Fangirl Story." No. Oh it's a delight it's on amazon prime
1: i'll have to watch Um, it do you guys remember fanatic on no uh, mtv this when you were talking about the fandom of surrounding the the four artists that basically made trl or didn't they didn't make trl but like yeah um fanatic on was an mtv show that you that you had to prove that you were like the biggest fan of the so of whoever and then my sister my sister made it i don't know if she ever submitted it but my sister made a submission tape um but it was for david Boriana's, so
2: <laughs> i'm starting nice. a, a like millionth buffy rewatch like just last week so yes that's very as you should yeah um i'm on like season one episode six like i just started this rewatch like this is very yo. Scary. i
0: still have never seen buffy and i uh, know i need to i know i need to and i want to just haven't bit the ball yet
2: it's, i mean it's a big undertaking i understand it's a it's a
0: task for it's sure a task. yeah absolutely i've got
1: there's not. a lot there's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot and happen. it's not all good <laughs>
2: no 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 um anyway so okay justified right i was like where did we why did we talk about that yes justified so um you know the justin timberlake song like i love you no you don't it flopped well i don't i don't know that song it flopped big time it was his first single it completely no one cared about it at all i didn't even google it to see what it sounds like because i don't remember it at all so he's his t- team decides to do cry me
1: a river next okay was that on this was that on justified that on Justified. okay i
0: just looked up the the, al- the songs on the album and i remember I, I, well, I didn't listen to full albums. I like three yeah, songs right. on all the CDs. And I really like this one because I like Senorita, I like Rock Your uh-huh. Body. Crimea River was classic. I have
2: to say, like, I'm about to talk a lot of shit about Crimea River, but I love that song. <laughs> so
0: it's like, it's just, it's all falsetto and it, like, makes me laugh. And, oh. but also I love it. It's so good. And I remember, I guess it was summer
2: 03. I went to arts camp. And there was someone who did at like the the Friday night concert talent show. She did like an in, an amazing like modern ballet solo dance to Crimea River. And ever since then, I was like, this song is art because what I witnessed was art. Right? You know, like it's a great song, but I hate it because I hate what Justin did.
1: Shout out to who did that dance though, because Hannah's still thinking about it. Oh my near- god how many really, years later
2: yeah that that was a long time ago I, I should see if i can like find her on
0: instagram or something and
2: just be like hey when you were 12 you did a really great dance <laughs>
0: <It> was... <laughs> if you're listening now if she's listening email us we'll connect yeah. you too Please. yeah
2: um anyway but fuck that guy and fuck this song because <laughs> i don't know if you know I, I did not remember this this is like everybody knows this and i i like to like know pop culture but i didn't know this do you know what's special about this video by any chance
0: Okay,
1: I remember the music video, but I don't remember. I remember a lot of rain, like rain on windows and shit.
0: Isn't it like a bunch of like glass, like windows, and like she's in there or something, or like it's supposed to be? It's supposed to look like he's outside Britney's house. Yes, you nailed it. Oh my god,
2: was there is a Britney Spears lookalike, and I mean, and she looks like exactly like Britney Spears, like it's and it's on purpose. Um, and apparently he even called her to like get her permission. And she was, she's, she was very flustered when he called and she said yes, uh, but then saw it and was like, ah, this actually is kind of stressful. Which mm-hmm. reminds me of the Taylor Swift, Kanye West thing. I was happened. just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> All these people calling. Um, anyway, so there's a Britney Spears lookalike, and the lyrics just paint this picture of infidelity. You know, like some a girl who did something very bad. The video is about revenge. And he's doing this like he knows that there's a narrative that she was unfaithful and he uses that narrative to make money. He is weaponizing her to paint himself as a victim and to sell his records. And it totally works like this song is a hit. I mean, I think this song is a good song, um, but he he does what he needs to do. You know, he he knows what he needs to do. And and he really exploits Britney on this.
0: So I have a quick cue for you. And this might open a whole other can of worms what are your thoughts on because both of their parents i think were very involved in their like contractually and publicity stuff at least brittany's parents were how much of you, of it do you think was let's put them together for publicity and let's let's narrate this getting together the breakup because i i always feel like there's always rumors or something of the the breakup the all this stuff was so carefully planned totally
2: i i mean i have no idea. and not that it
0: matters but but like I don't that britney know. somehow was benefiting off of this as well and maybe again that's just taking advantage of of yeah. britney's publicity and all that stuff
2: i wonder like i you know I, I i sometimes am a little naive when it comes to this like i know for a fact that like a lot of couples who are celebrities come together be like for publicity, but I'm still like, they're together. They're in love. Like, I definitely find myself doing that sometimes. It seems to me like they were together. Um, it also seems like if the Britney team had had anything to do with the publicity of getting together or the breakup, she would have come out of it looking a little better than she did. Mm. Yeah. Like, we'll get into it. It, it, it. it This is like, it's horrible what, what Britney turns
0: into from this.
2: So I feel like if her team was involved, and they did a really bad job.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I forgot what happened right after this. <laughs> right, so,
2: I mean, this, and this is, like, so there's a few more things I'll highlight, and um, and I have a lot of anger towards Justin Timberlake on this, but let's be clear, like, it can be, it's tempting to want to search for the person to blame, the singular person to blame in moments like these, and I truly believe Justin Timberlake deserves a lot of that blame, but the reason this is our shared history is because we have to talk about the structures that are so much bigger than Justin and they deserve the indictment too. Um, So as an example, like one of the worst things he did that people still remember is that on a radio show, Justin was asked, um, did you fuck Britney Spears? Literally right when he first gets on, they're like here in the studio with Justin Timberlake and we just have to ask, like, did you fuck Britney Spears? And he's like, okay, I did it. (laughs) And he like, it's kind of, I don't know, he just seems like a 21-year-old douchebag, which he is. Yeah. Um, people really, like, use that as an example of, like, the really bad thing that he did. And I believe that was a really stupid, and and he he knew what that would do for him and for her. But at the same time, like, the radio show asked, you know, the, the interviewers were the ones who asked. The audiences were the ones who loved it. The other intervie- interviewers of the thousands of interviews Mm. he went on for his justified press tour were also the, like, it's not just him. Um, There is um, this much bigger structure going on. And another thing that Wesley Morris, you can tell, I love this guy. He has also signed out a great podcast called still processing with another culture, um, like writer who's amazing called Jenna Wortham. Anyway. So Wesley Morris said um, my thesis in, in this movie, he says, He's talking about this moment and he says, you know, it's, it's misogyny. What can you say about misogyny? There's a whole infrastructure to support it. And when it's time for people to come in a misogynistic culture for a woman, there is a whole apparatus ready to do it. And it's one thing to like know that that's true, but it's another thing to watch the apparatus in action via these interviews, via what happens to Britney from here on out. So, you know, Justin is painting this picture of being the villain. I'm sorry, not villain, the victim Um, but also he's out there like jeering about having sex with Britney Spears. So he's on the right side of this, no matter where you look. Like either you're like, oh, poor guy, his heart was broken. Or you're like, look at this awesome guy who fucked Britney Spears. So I have, I feel a type of way about that. Um, here's an example of this apparatus in action. We are going to go in a way too deep dive into an interview between Britney and Diane Sawyer because I rewatched this interview today and I was gonna pull out like a few highlights and I was like this whole thing is bullshit like there's so it made me so angry and I was like maybe if I'm angry other people will be too so um and I also want us to think about like what would we like what could Britney Spears possibly have done in an interview like this like with Diane Sawyer who is like an acclaimed journalist right this is not TMZ like she is a respected member of the media. She is ostensibly a very thoughtful woman. She does does bad here, in my opinion. So Diane Sawyer says to Britney Spears, I mean, this whole thing is 45 minutes long, and I'm going to, like, pull, like, four minutes of it. Um, that's kind of where we're looking at right now. Um, so she, Diane says, he's gone on television, Justin Timberlake. He's gone on tele- television and pretty much said you broke his heart. You did something that caused him so much pain, so much suffering, what did you do?" And Brittany, of course, she does not explicitly answer the question. She, um, I think she actually handles it really well. She's kind of like, it was young love, everybody makes mistakes, stuff like that. I'm actually impressed with how, how she handled it. And then the next question after that is, Diane Sawyer asks her how many people she slept with in her life. And she asks also if she was unfaithful to Justin Timberlake. And Britney again is like very diplomatic, and she's also like, "This is so awkward. Can we talk about something else?" She's at this point I think like twenty two. She's promoting her "In the Zone" album, which, ugh, oh, I still think is so good. "Brave New Girl" is my favorite b side from that. It's so good. Um, so and that's the one with like "Toxic." That's that's the era we're in right now. So, Britney. So yeah, she's like, I I I don't want to talk about this. Can we talk about something else? And Diane Sawyer is like. She just she completely ignores that. She's like,
0: no, we're gonna keep talking about that. Yeah,
2: she's like, well, um, and then she says, if she could go back, would she would would she save herself for marriage? Is that still the right thing to do? And how? And she's also like, how would you explain having sex with Justin Timberlake to your younger sister? Like,
0: why would she do that? Thing.
2: She's like, she's basically acting as if by having sex before marriage with Justin Timberlake, Brittany murdered someone. Like, that's yeah. the like level. That Diane Sawyer is acting as if like, well, you murdered someone, right? So do you regret that? And how do you explain that to your younger sister?
0: Like, I remember, I remember, I don't know, explicitly maybe of the Diane Sawyer one, but this era of a lot of celebrated journalists, like Diane Sawyer, Barbara Walters, all these people sitting down with celebrities and doing like hard hitting journalism about their sex life entertainment. And it like again as a kid thinking this is so weird that you are turning this into a very like the the gravity of gravity of the situation and you are I don't know making tabloids now hard hitting news uh huh and I remember thinking that was absolutely ridiculous
2: totally and I'm not even gonna talk about here like Barbara Walters as you mentioned did an interview with Justin Timberlake and she is just treating him like he is a wounded puppy. Like, ugh, like, that must have been so hard for you. And then, like, there's even a part where she's, like, the voiceover Barbara Walters is, like, after being heartbroken, Justin did what he always does. He went to his mother. And then they cut to an interview with his mother. And it's, like, Ew. It's just, like he's this golden boy who could with do ramen no noodle wrong. hair. With ramen noodle hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, like, and Brittany is saying, she's, like, being very diplomatic, but she's, she's, like, Yeah, I don't like that there was a lot of talk about, like, what explicitly we did together. And she's saying explicitly that she felt exploited. Um, She's not being like, you are exploiting me right now. But she's – and Diane is like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And anyway, like, did the P go in the V? Like, it's like (laughs) – It's so weird. So anyway, okay. So she asks, like, what happened between you and Justin Timberlake? Do you still think saving yourself for marriage is the right thing to do? How would you explain that to your younger sister and then the next line of questioning from there, Diane goes on to tell Brittany that her sexualized image has quote unquote disappointed a lot of mothers in this country. Before showing her or I guess sharing with her it was it was an audio clip, a quote from the then first lady of Maryland, so this is the governor of Maryland's wife what like whatever
1: why who
2: was who was at a rally and said that she wanted to shoot that she would shoot britney spears if she had the opportunity
1: and this is britney's fault
2: yes so diane sawyer plays her this this clip and britney i mean you see on her face she goes oh that's horrible that's really bad that's what that's what she said she goes that's horrible and she's like she's saddened right but and she's not going to burst out into tears but she's upset about that and and there's a lot here that if you were Diane Sawyer that you might think about um wanting to unpack there right like the complications of fame while you're finding your identity or whatever it is and so she she send she shares this quote um that that this woman wants to shoot Britney Spears and Britney says that's horrible that's really bad and looks sad like what do you think Diane Sawyer says to that
0: something real not good oh no
2: it could be worse. But she goes, well, because of the example for kids that you set and oh, how hard God. it is to be a parent and keep all of this away from your kids. So i kind okay, so, of saying. But it's okay right,
1: to it's right. set the example of shooting somebody who you feel has set a bad example.
0: I also love that this came up right after your example of like. Diane Sawyer is treating Britney Spears like having sex with someone is like murder. And that it's so casual that now someone wants to murder her. Literally. Like, this is so backwards.
2: We have to like calibrate guys. Let's get, <laughs> right? Like, where are we here? Yeah, so instead of being like, yes, you know, this woman is extreme. This must be like, how does it make you feel to hear this? Like, isn't that horrible? What does that mean for you? She's like, well, of, of course this mom wants to kill you violently. You set a bad example for her kids. Excuse me? And Brittany, I think, handles this mostly really well. She's also like, I'm not, she says explicitly, she says, I'm not here to babysit your
0: kids, (laughs) which is true. I (laughs) mean, good for you, Britney.
2: I know. I kind of love it. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. you're not. And then from there, they go into the Madonna kiss. And this again, like.
1: I forgot about the Madonna kiss. (laughs) I I didn't, well, I didn't, let me, I didn't forget about the Madonna kiss. I forgot that all of this would have been happening at the same time.
2: Yes. It's very, it's a very confusing time, I think, to be Britney Spears. I think that's the takeaway here. I like, kind of
1: think it still is.
2: I think it still is. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, at the VMAs, um, Britney, Madonna, and Christina Aguilera, who has often forgotten the story because she didn't get a kiss. Sorry, Christina. But she was there, too. <laughs> she got um, that cold shoulder. Did she get a kiss the snake? I don't think she got to kiss a snake. I think she didn't get any <laughs> of that. Um, Madonna and Britney kiss. This, again, like I cannot overstate. Diane Sawyer is asking for, like, a play-by-play of each millisecond of the kiss, which ultimately is very short. The whole thing is, like, and it's over, right? Yeah. She's, like, was there tongue? And Britney's, like, there was no tongue. And she was, like, well, I saw some tongue. And she's, like, well, where, like, when you opened the mouth, did Madonna know you were going to open your mouth? It's, like, Diane Sawyer, reel it in. It's disgusting. (sighs) Keep it in your pants, Diane. Keep it in your pants, Diane Sawyer. Like, (laughs)
1: And- Diana's just real jealous and thirsty, is what I'm <laughs> taking away from this. She's like, nobody's ever wanted to murder me for my sexuality. Literally. Am I not enough?
2: She's like, no one cared that I didn't save myself for marriage. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. It's-
0: oh, God. I would have loved if Brittany was like, did you save yourself? What do you think, Diane? Diane? <laughs> Tell me about your first sexual experience. Did you open your mouth for your, your husband to kiss you? And then did an acclaimed
2: journalist ask you about it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Because I'm doing it now. Right. It's Brittany, bitch.
2: Oh, my God. I mean, the <laughs> whole thing is like, I think we... I, I don't even have the the time or the brain space to get into how homophobic this treatment is, right? Like yeah. it is basically Diane forces Brittany to um to admit kind of forces her into this like narrative box where this kiss is bad. That is true. That's not something we're going to like question. So the question is from there like is this because Brittany's a bad girl or is she like does Brittany want to have a more of an edge instead of being and Brittany is not she's not, like, probably the wokest person in the world, and she's not about to be like, it's actually fine for two women to kiss, move on, you know? Like, so she doesn't do that, so she, like, agrees with Diane's premise, but the whole thing is incredibly homophobic. And Brittany is trying to say, like, things are complicated. Like, I am a role model, but I'm also a person, and there's a lot of people in the world, and, like, I don't have to be your kids' role models. And also, like, kids are actually kind of smart, and they can, like, figure things out, and they don't just do everything I do. And Diane is just, like... You need to know kids are looking at you like you are a role model. And Brittany, I think, is mostly trying to make very good and solid points about not being responsible for these kids.
1: And And also, Diane, 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 I think that most most kids would want to kiss Madonna, too. So maybe
0: have you seen her arms? Maybe
1: I'm reaching for something that we all want.
0: Yeah, right. I love
2: that. So Diane is really pushing her. And eventually she's like, I am responsible for my sister. I do care about how my sister feels. And she's even like, I called her in advance to, like, make sure that she knew this was, like, just a performance. Like, which I don't think she should have had to concede. Um, I don't think she needed to say that. And then we cut to, we're almost done with the Diane interview. You can see, I really have feelings about this. Um, So Diane's voiceover then comes on, you know, and they're showing, like, pictures of Britney, like, doing various, like, sexy things. And they're like... She's calling Britney, quote unquote, a puzzle under all of these shifting images, playing the innocent, then playing the shock for all it's worth. And then she asks Britney, is this as far as you're going to go? Being like, you should stop here, I guess. And then she says, you can't have it both ways, Uh, talking about being innocent and being not innocent. And Britney is like, everyone can have different sides of yourself, which is a great point. And Diane is like, no, that's not true. So anyway, and then she goes into this another whole line of questioning. We don't have to talk about about her body, which I hate also. Um, But it really just seems like there's nothing Britney can say that Diane doesn't question or push back on. There's nothing she can get right. And like, to me, these things are so connected. The fact that the line of questioning that says, what did you do to Justin Timberlake? How many men have you fucked? Don't you think it's okay that this mom wants to shoot you? Like those were the that was that was the line of
0: events. (laughs) Agree with me, damn it. You believe this woman should shoot you? Like, that's insane. That one fucking kills me. It's so wild.
2: It's so wild. And, like, not even to mention that the, you know, the things that people love about Britney isn't that the fact that she's having sex, it's, like, the control that she has over her situation, like, the power that she shows. That was, as a fan of Britney during this era, I wasn't like, she's had sex, I love her. Yeah. I was like, I like these songs. I like the song that's called Brave New Girl. And it's about like being your own person. She also talks in the interview um, about the song Touch of My Hand, which I completely forgot about. That is about masturbating that I didn't at all, at all know. I had I had no idea at the time. I, mean, so. I didn't
0: even know that
1: was a song.
2: It's a great song. I thought about it again Apparently today I was we like,
1: all, we had the wrong Britney Spears albums.
2: Yeah. <laughs> gotta get on it. And it, it is very explicitly about masturbating. And I... I didn't, I missed that completely.
1: I love, I love songs that like you knew all the words to growing up and didn't know were explicitly about sex. Mm -hmm. I love them so much. And I love like once you know, like, cause you had, you know that you had that moment where somebody told you that that song is about masturbating and your face was like, what? (laughs) Oh my God. And then you pass that moment on because once you know that, like, there are songs that I'm like, I love, I love telling people that this song is about this. (laughs) Speaking of Madonna, Like a Prayer is about blowjobs. Like, let's. Is it really?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But there's that immediate shock of like, oh, my God, is it? oh my god it is and then there's a long time in the future where you listen to it again you're like how the fuck did i not know this was a- <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and then the next time you have a moment and like an opening you tell, you tell you let someone know and then you get to experience the other side of it <laughs> it's Pass it beautiful on.
2: <laughs> exactly oh it's beautiful
1: Cass, Cass, they did it
0: hmm? did wait what now
1: they did it they, they finally did it Greatest store in the universe. Who? Raygun. They did it. They're the greatest store in the universe. Oh. Says who? Says Raygun.
0: Oh. Okay. I'll buy it.
1: You know what else you can buy?
0: Clothing, home goods, and time travel supplies at raygunsite.com or at any of their six stores? Exactly. Use promo code SHARIALATER to save on your next order. That's raygunsite.com,
1: promo code SHARIALATER, all one word.
2: okay so that that is the end of my diane sawyer play by play we can go back to
0: justin real quick honestly that could have been the whole podcast right there like i have so many feelings
1: a dramatic reading of the transcripts (laughs) of that
0: oh my god
2: we i ugh, that would be so fun to like recreate like on a
1: bonus episode
2: (laughs) yeah exactly oh my god it's horrible yeah so anyway we can go back to justin
1: poor sweet angel justin yeah he's never done anything wrong
2: he is getting questions about their breakup. Like, it can't be easy for him to get those questions, but it's just, it's on such a different level. And um, and he's also, like, so he is getting some of these questions, like, didn't Britney Spears cheat on you? And, like, he basically takes every opportunity to bash Britney. He really does. And this is when, like, you know, I mentioned there's this infrastructure, and it, it's not J- Justin's fault alone because he's being asked these questions. But at a certain point, like, He's being a good sport. And you have to remember, like, celebrities kind of have control over stuff like this to a certain extent. Like, they can, in the moment, take the higher road and kind of answer in a boring way um, that, like, makes future interviewers not want to ask that question. Or, of course, once you get really famous, you actually...
1: You can screen the questions. You can
2: screen the questions. Like, you really can. And um, he clearly isn't doing this. So, like, there's a number of moments... um, and sometimes they're super random like they weren't no one was even asking him about britney and he'll mention it um a random example is like he um totally bashed britney's career decision to make the movie crossroads he says if she had a clue she wouldn't have made it about crossroads um
1: how dare he crossroads is phenomenal so good
2: (laughs) um he tells sharon osborne in an interview i watched this she was talking about um the 2003 VMAs. This is the VMAs with Britney and Madonna. And she's asking him about it. And she does not mention Britney Spears. And he brings it up. And he goes, it's not that I was upset with the kiss. I just wasn't impressed. And then just, like, talks about, like, how it was really boring. And then he says, like, the phrase hot lesbian action, which is upsetting. Like, it's all just bad. And and Sharon Osbourne is,
0: like, kind of egging him on. But he brought up Britney by himself. What year was that interview with Sharon Osbourne? 03. and and the VMAs were 03?
2: Yeah, yeah. This was like in the this was like right after, kind of.
0: Because when you brought up him, like, you know, admitting that they had sex, it reminds me there was a well, because he had this era where he would go on SNL all the time because he was buddies with
1: Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon.
0: And there's a sketch I remember loving where he's like justin tibberlake's ancestor from ireland coming over to ellis island and he's like oh i have a dream that my great 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 grandson will be a a great singer with a high falsetto voice Where everyone else is like i hope my you know future family has like money and wealth and happiness and it's like the joke is why why would you want very
1: specific
0: (laughs) yeah it's very specific also singing doesn't it was funny he also does a funny great irish accent but there's a moment where he gets more and more specific about his career. And he's like, and you date the hottest girl in all the land and you tell everyone you didn't hit it, but secretly you did, which was years after, years after yep. all of this. Yep. And he he brought it up in a sketch. Like, there's no yep. need to do that. No,
2: there is no need to do that. He <sighs> like, he clearly, it worked for him.
0: But it was charming. And it was like charming. the way it was played was. Char- oh, 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 Justin, you rascal, you.
2: And Ugh. it just it's done with this. It's done as if it was a, lay, a level playing field between two equals
1: when, who like, were treated can you imagine, the same way. Can you imagine if if Brittany tried to make like that joke, even if even if she even if like the narrative was that she was cheated on. Like, can Never. you imagine Britney ever trying to like making that joke? It would come off as like, "Oh, she's so needy. Like, she's no. still hung up on him. Like, that's how it would. That's crazy how crazy."
0: Would... X get totally. over it, move on. Totally, and but that's when but like, it's a laugh line for Justin.
2: Exactly, and like that's when you like if you find yourself ever being like, "How can you know misogyny isn't a structure? It's just like." You know, or whatever. If if you're like questioning, well, you know, Britney did cheat on him, and she did tell people that she was going to save herself for marriage. So then she went back on it. and It's like
1: the, the Jonas Brothers wore fucking promise rings, like to save themselves. Yeah. And Demi Lovato got more heat than uh yeah. than what did she date Nick Jonas? She
2: dated Joe.
1: Joe. She They're dated, all the same human. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, well. Like the I like that I I i'm weirdly invested in the jonas brothers and demi lovato now I'm but i wasn't invested in them i didn't care been. about them when they were on disney uh, channel but now now that they're all grown up and the Jon and and the jonas brothers make jokes about their rings yes
2: yes but and they like, got shit for it but they didn't get the kind of shit where it's like you aren't you a bad human now
0: yeah no yeah. one no one's Shouldn't... wife from maryland wants to shoot you
2: <laughs> literally yeah
1: so no just... instead girls are trying to sneak it or not trying are successfully being smuggled into your hotel rooms
2: <laughs> Ugh, i wanted that to be me so badly when i was 15.
1: i just find when i when i'm getting
0: like deeply invested in celebrity scandal and drama like yeah. did she you know are they together yeah da, 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 i like take a step back of like how deeply and I am I pouring into this person's life who I don't fucking know like when I start calling them like by their first name or like, you know, <laughs> like, unless it's like Beyonce, cause she only has one name. Um, but it's like, why am I so invested? And then what's behind me being invested? Who's trying to make sure I'm invested? Uh, are the, is it the tabloids? Is it this narrative? Like, does the narrative even make sense? Why do I care that, Justin and Britney broke up and now it just starts all these off. I just really try to take a step back and say, why do I care? Not in the sense of like, I'm too cool to care about celebrity gossip. But the it's more interesting to say who wants me to care about this so much and what are they gaining and benefiting from this?
1: Yeah, I try to do that whenever like one of my hashtag couples goals, couples breaks up.
0: Yeah, I know. Why am I so upset? Why do uh, I believe love is dead?
1: <laughs> there are also like celebrity couples that I didn't find out that they were a couple until like, like that they had dated until long after they dated. And I like still weirdly carry a torch for like, do you remember when they were together?
0: What's the how everyone loves like, who all dated Dave Coulier and wrote breakup songs about it? <laughs>
2: That's such a good part of the internet (laughs) that's so like I love that you said that also about who benefits I remember I feel like I've heard I've seen um kind of a good part of like the self-care Instagram world that teaches you kind of if you are experiencing a negative emotion because of something on the internet who is benefiting from that negative emotion right Mm -hmm. like if you look at someone you know in an Instagram ad and you wish you looked like them who is benefiting? You are not benefiting from that feeling, but someone's mm-hmm. pocket is being, you know, lined. And the because person you have that who feeling. looks like
0: that is not benefiting either. Yeah. Like they are in the sense of like, oh, they're gonna keep booking modeling gigs or whatever. But yeah. then it goes back to that people are exploiting your body, exploiting the way you look, exploiting your lifestyle. Yeah. Someone else's pockets are getting lined. Totally. And so at
2: this point, like you can see why Britney might want to start just being like, fuck it you know i'm a slave for you i'll do that like and and I, you know i'm a great dancer i'm going to like show you how good of a dancer i am and honestly ultimately i hope that history will show that like her next phase and the next few phases and ever since then like she's incredibly talented and uh, you know but like for example another uh example of some of the things that Justin was like still talking about Um, he talked about having um, oral sex with her, like in an interview with Hot 97 much later where he says, like, I did it, I'm dirty, which is like, disgusting. Um, and in 2006, this is four years after their breakup, he comes out with that song, What Goes Around Comes Around, which I didn't realize was a diss track about Britney Spears, because this is the time in her life where she's like struggling with sobriety and her second divorce. Mm -hmm. And so he's like writing a diss track about her four years later.
0: You broke my heart, so four years from now, I want you to go s- through celebrity turmoil, addiction, devo- like that's weird revenge. That's yeah. a weird, get over it, Justin. Yeah.
2: And I originally pulled like um, quotes from 2014, 2013, and then I was like, you get it. He still talks about this. He won't shut God. up. Um, but I do have to say, the week that Framing Britney Spears came out in February of this year, Justin Timberlake apologized to Britney Spears. And Janet Jackson in the same post, okay? This is, like, recently, and I'll read you some of it. Um, And he said he's apologizing for benefiting from, this is his words, a system that condones misogyny and racism following the the backlash that initially stemmed from the release of this documentary. But a lot of people were like, fuck Justin Timberlake. He has profited off of, like, hurting women. I mean, I think that with the Britney and Justin break up there was a lot going on and she you know did things too Janet Jackson did nothing wrong let the record show right and she was the one who lost her her deals first of all like she was the halftime performer right i mean we don't even have to get into this but i do want to get into it a little bit obviously you know she was the halftime performer she was letting this like up and comer be on and suddenly i mean her career has never recovered so he Um, he apologized for this. He says, the industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. He says, because of my ignorance, I didn't realize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life, but I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women, and I know I have failed.
1: Wasn't there also (laughs) a story that I think came out last week maybe it was in her book too about him kissing jessica simpson then immediately texting ryan gosling because they had a bet to see who could text who could uh kiss her first after she was broken up
0: oh my god so
1: where's jessica's apology honestly
0: great question (laughs) well i because i guess i didn't know that this documentary had come out and i obviously haven't seen it but i've been seeing like facebook blowing up and whatnot of like you know about the janet jackson and britney apology from justin and And that's why it was like on his notes app and so it was like something came up something happened i know there's stuff going on with the free britney movement so maybe there's all that whatever but it's one of those things where yes you apologized it it was thoughtful and you're recognizing the powers that be that benefit the fact that you benefited from this system there's a lot of great points in there that he made but also i feel like people just have their their woke notes app apology at the ready almost like there is like a formula to to follow to get that especially when you're golden boy justin timberlake to say some of that stuff it's like wow he gets it like he really gets it and not that you shouldn't apologize because you should you always should and you know, maybe some dumb kid who wasn't alive during all of that Britney Spears stuff will take in the, will th- the apology, you know, whatnot. People will take it in, it's good to do it. But again, this is just the cynic in me and the celebrity and the PR of this is planned and this is, mm-hmm. you know, the workshopped by his people. And I would be very surprised know. if he
2: had anything to do with writing it. Oh, yeah. I what
1: feel was- like that's the device of it being on the Notes app is like, look, I wrote this. Like, I feel like that's why it's always like a screenshot of somebody's Notes app so that it the has one a degree of pretending Taylor that you Swift- wrote it yourself.
0: Taylor Swift had like a Notes app apology a while ago and it was a screenshot. And there was this controversy of like it was sent from someone else's phone. Like her manager or something did it on his Notes app and sent yeah. it to her. And based on something you could see on the screenshot, like...
2: I think it was, like, it was the way... Like, the top left-hand corner of the Notes app was, like... Made it clear that it had been edited before. Yeah. And, like, not... Like, it wasn't second in written written real time. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like... I'm sorry, do you think anybody ever just, like, writes a Notes app apology and then puts it on Instagram without anyone looking at it? Like, are you... Yeah. Are you all idiots? Like, what yeah. do you think is going on around here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And like, I think it's good to be skeptic, skeptical of the apology because co- it's like consequences, accountability. Like, those are the things that, that matter. And I, I think it's great. That people watched the Framing Britney Spears documentary, got mad at Justin Timberlake, and actually used that to get mad about Janet Jackson too. Because I do think these two things are very connected and should be seen together. Because these are moments, you know, shared by two people that left the woman in each scenario looking like the fool and the slut. While the man, Justin Timberlake, in both these situations, gets bragging rights, gets publicity at best and at worst he can let it slide he doesn't have to be asked about it if he doesn't want to and he can move on um and i think this is like yeah to to kind of this is where i'll i'll wrap up my my history and my story i think that throughout all of this it's very clear that pop culture reflects who we are um i think what we pay attention to shapes what happens in turn um i think i and you know you were mentioning this just just you know a few moments ago cass about how you want to be a conscious pop culture consumer now. And it's really tough. I mean, I call Demi Lovato Demi, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, I do it all the time. (laughs) Absolutely, Taylor
2: Swift is Taylor. Like, it's so real. And I'm thinking about, for example, Driver's License. Do you know this song by Olivia Rodrigo?
0: Yes, it's newer, right? It's brand new. I mean, she
2: is going to be like the biggest star in the world and I'm already very nervous for her. I have like a lot of like, I'm really nervous. And already I'm seeing this like part of why it got Um, as much attention as it got. I mean, pointing aside the fact that I think it's a dope song. I love that song. Like, I think it's great. Um, And, there's a controversy around it with, you know, this guy from High School Musical, you know, the musical, the series, whatever, and Sabrina Carpenter being the blonde girl, right? There's already this like, because there's like a love triangle obsession, because there's a blonde girl to be mad at, we're like really interested in it. So, Mm. you know, this was 20 years ago, but it's very present right now. I think that, the, the apparatus of misogyny that we've been talking about is not the same. I, I I genuinely believe some of the questions that were coming out of these interviewers' mouth would not be asked. But I think that we are not far from it. And, um, you know, we are not Barbara Walters. But if someone who is listening to this, like is an up-and-coming journalist or you know all of us ha- i do think have the power to shape pop culture in, in our own small and special way mm-hmm. um i i think that there's a lot for us to watch out for so that's the story of why i'm still mad at justin timberlake for something that happened in 2002 that's it well hey he
0: hasn't he clearly hasn't gotten over it so why should we seriously <laughs>
1: he's writing diss tracks and that you said that song came out in 2006 what so goes around yeah. Yeah. I would like to state for anyone out there wondering the timeline on when he started dating Jessica Biel. That was uh-huh. 2007, so he's, like, cashing in checks from this diss track from a girl he hasn't been- a woman he hasn't been with for years, mm-hmm. and and while he's cashing those in, he's clearly over it. Yeah. And I mean,
2: and during a time when Britney is getting- I mean, like, if you think this was bad, <laughs> The other shared history, you know, that uh episode about Britney Spears that exists in the parallel universe is about, you know, what happened to her between 06 and 08 and how the conservatorship <laughs> started. And the way the media treats her is, I mean, it's actually, like, dangerous and scary. Um, And Justin Timberlake knew that. And that the fact that he, like, played into that at all is mm-hmm. horrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, if you're going to, like, be shitty and, like, Keep talking shit and keep writing diss tracks and raking in the money. And at not least...
1: apologize until 2021 when it's convenient because everyone on the internet, internet is mad yet. at you all of a sudden. So people are yeah. people are actually holding you accountable for the first time in your adult life.
0: Yeah. But, okay, that's not okay. But the moment you see her like having a mental breakdown, being her life physically in danger, maybe you're like, ooh oh that wasn't cool me maybe i'll just back off now yeah nope nope
1: maybe take a step back and don't make it about yourself jt
0: i think i think apologizing is important i think apologizing correctly is important saying not not saying like i'm so sorry you feel this way i'm so sorry you know like or or the
1: classic like they were different times
0: yeah No. that
1: that usual line
0: (laughs) the apology is important but it's that accountability and like rehabilitation almost like the the example that came to my mind and this might not even really be true whatever but i remember someone talking about it where someone got called out and canceled and then they mentioned how like michael vick is still his Uh his like name has been tarnished and whatnot obviously but he like created charities for dogs and he like actually did the work and is still doing the work. And no one's fucking talk about Michael Vick anymore. And maybe he didn't. Maybe that's not the truth. Like, I, I just don't remember correctly. But that would be a great hypothetical. You know, I fucked up. I didn't apologize. I got called out. I apologized. Your apology is meaningless if you don't show meaningful action. And that's yes. not just doing a ribbon cutting at like a, yeah. a, a charity event or like giving money. Like, do the thing and then consistently do the thing. Oh, totally. cool! This yeah. this came out in 2021, and I got in trouble for it. Well, let's start going to, I don't know, like, I don't know, something specific to the thing, and not as a as a publicity publicity. I know. I go know. to mentorship programs. Go to, um, fucking talks about uh
2: Janet feminism his career. and whatnot.
0: Yeah, like, like there are so many ways to help to contribute to spread the word about just being more conscious and aware, like, do the thing and don't do it just as like, like, actually rehabilitate yourself, Mm -hmm. not just for the public persona.
1: Because it's like, do I, do I understand that it is very, very easy to be to get so focused on and wrapped up in yourself and your own perceived troubles in a moment and your own perceived victimhood in a moment that like, you, maybe you don't necessarily see what's going on with the other person yes I understand that but we there's a so much distance now from these events that it it's still like it took until it was in it like it it takes something away from the apology when it's like at the at the hands of the of an angry mob after a documentary revealed. Yeah. Revealed what? Revealed what? Reve- just revealed what you were literally saying in interviews. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's, It wasn't it was an open secret. You weren't even trying to hide it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. But I understand like in the moment, especially like in the, maybe in the, like the immediate year afterwards of, of licking your wounds and feeling like that and not necessarily being cognizant of the impact it's having on the other person. But that was a that time it. ago. Yeah. And you, there's no way that you didn't, yeah, there's no way you didn't eventually see it and recognize the double standard yeah and at least and recognize at the bare minimum recognize wow she's she's being like b- abused in the press yeah and i am not and like even if that's the only thing <laughs> that you see
2: the light bulb like and yeah. i feel like he- you can imagine that you know he sees this and he says well you know i think i'm mad at her so serves her right. And even if he's a little aware of the misogyny or the privilege that he's getting, even if he doesn't have the language for that at that time, you know, saying like, well, don't I deserve for my album to do well? And don't I deserve to be successful? And, you know, it's not all on me to control. I can't control what the media says. Like You can see the kind of narrative um, that people can tell themselves when really it's when when they know that it is easier to stick within the oppressive structures than it would be to get out of it and yeah. that it would cost something like it would have cost something for Justin Timberlake to call it out. Although, who knows, maybe it would have gained him other things, too. So Honestly,
0: probably I feel like it, like it would have just golden like golden child of like, yeah. oh, look at him sticking up for her, even though she broke his I think his so, heart. too.
1: Yeah. And now yeah, he's going to you know, call what, his least... mom again.
2: Yeah. But at
0: least he would have done it. Yeah. At least he would have tried to fight and yeah. say, like, y'all, yeah. leave her alone.
2: Yeah. No. He was, he, like, he would say things like, I promised her I'd never tell anyone what happened. And then go on to just, like, insinuate thing after thing as if he doesn't know exactly what he's Yeah. insinuating. It was so weird. Yeah. Um, oh, Ugh, my God. Oh, Justin. Oh, Justin. I feel like I need a
1: shower now. I <laughs> know. <laughs>
2: I know, and if anyone who is listening like wants more of this, I definitely do recommend just like getting, uh, doing some more research about Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. And there's just some great think pieces out there about just how she was done so wrong by not only the exact moment when he ripped her shirt off, but just everything that happened since. And it's very sad.
1: Yeah, she was. Cause... She's a fucking icon. She's an icon. She's yeah. an icon,
2: and she would have been even more. Yeah, she really would have.
0: It's yeah. so it's so interesting when we people trivialize pop culture and some of it can and should be trivialized but it is just this perfect microcosm of like like kind of big political yes. structures social mm-hmm. structures totally. and you get just like a glimpse of not even a hyperbolic sense of it you know people can be like well it's it's different because they're celebrities they're like not real people Yeah shit like this a still happens to them b happens to people just not on as large of scale and i i did like i had to stop reading tabloids when i was younger because i was like a this is just a lot mean and then i got to a point of like i don't care like i'm too cool i like more obscure shit and, and like, oh, I look down on people who care about this stuff because they're, they're, you know, yeah. they don't like real art or I don't know, something. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like, I like listening to this stuff or, or reading about it and whatnot, because especially with the culture now of like, let's talk about what's really going on. Or let's talk about how this seemingly, you know, fun, flirty story is actually perpetuating like really bad standards and really bad behavior totally
2: totally and i think for the people who think that they are intellectuals by trivializing pop culture are like not (laughs) intellectual or like not even just trivializing it but exactly what you were saying of these aren't real people therefore i can't learn anything from what's happening to them i think Mm -hmm. that is like the least intellectual take you can have about pop culture
1: well and and you know to tie it all back into a little tasty history morsel the way that we consume pop culture and the way that it is spun in these tabloids and the way that narrative is formed is the same way you wind up with very one-sided history textbooks and is the same reason we constantly with like things happen with things from fucking like like centuries ago or bringing it back to joseph Balone, for example there was probably like tabloids around around like mozart having this like hot new single and joseph (laughs) ballone being like and everyone being like no no you be quiet hush hush dear Uh and ballone
0: wrote a diss track but it was you know like classical time so there are no lyrics in it so they're like oh shit. (laughs) and there's no soundcloud (laughs) (laughs) yeah Hey, Nat, can we make this quick? I have to go check on my sponge.
1: Your sponge? Ugh, you've been binging Bake Off again, haven't you?
0: Four words, Paul Hollywood soggy bottom.
1: Okay, well, when you're done with amateur hour, the adults will be over here ordering cakes from the pros at ECBG Cake Studio, because they make specialty cakes for all occasions. We're talking custom birthday cakes. We're talking jaw-dropping wedding cake masterpieces. We're talking Paul Hollywood just shook my hand. I deserve a cake cakes.
0: ECBG Cake Studio, you said?
1: Yes. And if you insist on trying to perfect your sponge, they also offer online baking classes. So follow at ECBG underscore studio on Instagram or visit their website, ECBGstudio.com. But like th- that is that is exactly how like all of it is still Narrative. All of it is still totally. how we interpret and consume and disseminate the like this narrative, this shared history. <laughs> and it's and it's it's equally important on the pop culture side. Yeah, there are, you don't have to be into literally everything on the pop like in pop culture. That's not what we're saying, but like you're not above it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> there was this
0: great article about how everyone loves to make fun of teenage girls because they like shitty music. But how many teenage girls lost their shit over the Beatles and how many like legendary, like I know everything about art and music, like the Beatles were probably one of the most influential and greatest artists. And if you follow the trends of teen girls, you tend to follow the trends of like amazing artistry. They're just catching it sooner. Like the point of the article is like, shut up about teen girls yeah they, they're the original hipsters like well we liked it before you thought it was cool
2: yeah we actually we have an episode about that exact phenomenon yeah. about about like why it's called why it's sexist to hate pop music which is a little bit clickbaity because it's like not everyone who hates pop music is sexist but like if you hate pop music there might be a part of that hatred that is sexist like for that reason yeah one of the best defendants of that is Harry Styles. He says he's been he's been like teenage girls are always right. Watch them, like they know what the fuck is up. <laughs>
1: what a, I feel like I just discovered Harry Styles like this time last year. Which oh God, let me tell them. you, so grateful to have Ugh. to to have found that bright light right before we were submerged into darkness. <laughs> um, so good. And then every, there, I love the, this is sad, but there's, so, this is, I'm literally exhibiting part of the problem, but you know, those celebrities that like, where everything new that you learn about them that comes up in, in like the tabloids and whatnot, just makes you love them even more. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at with Harry Styles right now.
0: Big fan. And yeah, I, I, I was shitty and was like One Direction. Nah, 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 nah. Same. And I also did the millennial thing of like, well, our boy bands were better. Yeah. <laughs> but he's they like
2: They dance in unison.
0: Yeah.
1: With chairs.
0: He's like challenging gender norms. And he's like, he is an actually like good musician. And he he's was. He's also a good, good world actor. World. He's a great actor. Like he's very, I don't know. I just respect the hell out of him. Let's and put it I, this way.
2: If Harry Styles ever has to put out a notes app apology, I'll be devastated.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, Don't do it to me. It's a fair, it's a fair way to, to sum that up. But yeah, there's always, there's always those celebrities that if, with the second they do something bad, you're like,
0: no. 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 Wait, did y'all you? just hear about Army Hammer? Yeah. With the
2: cannibalism shit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah,
0: that yeah, was I one can. where I was just like, I wasn't, I mean, obviously disappointed. You should never do that. But I was just like, what?
1: I was like, I when I first started hearing like a, like a twittering about it, I was like, ha ha ha, what a absolutely asinine accusation. And then every day more, I'm like, I I want, I want to look into where it's at now. But one, I don't want to screw up what Google is giving me in Thanks. my news. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also... I, like, don't want to know. Oh, my friend texted yeah. me the I other wanna day. I want to know less.
2: I want to yeah. know even less than I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. My friend texted me the other day and was like, does this mean that, what, what movie was, was he man who came to dinner? She was asking me if it ruins, or no, no, a man, uh, uh, man from uncle or whatever it's called. She was like, oh, yeah. it, but she's never seen, uh, call me by um, your name. And she said, is this going to ruin? I have still haven't seen it is this going to ruin Call Me By Your Name for me? And I said, if it does, I, like that is literally why I can't look into yeah. it anymore, is because I love that movie. That movie is a movie that me. I watch when I want to feel sad and happy at the same time. Um, and I can't... I can't...
2: Have him ruin it for you. I can't have it. Yeah.
0: Also, yeah, like, Natalie, you kind of said something earlier, though. Like, this is fairly very recent history but correcting it and properly analyzing it before it gets written down and the narrative gets changed is so important Uh well and understanding why
1: it's been written down the way that it has so far
0: yeah and when people have history podcasts or talk about history i feel like they think we need to go so far back and it's like well if we're mad about that history it's because they weren't doing this right now like let's yeah
2: totally that's so real, and and getting better at correcting sooner than twenty years from the incident, like, yeah. is actually a muscle we should all get like more comfortable with flexing and like learning how to back up apologies with actions. Like you're mentioning, how to catch yourself right in the moment, and how to catch yourself if you're that radio, in whatever scenario you're thinking of, if you're the radio interviewer in this scenario, you know, like what are the ways you can not be, <laughs> like, yeah. how do you not be Justin Timberlake? How do you also not be the radio interviewers like it's tough and it, but you know how you do that better.
0: how history don't leave home without it nailed it nailed it brought it back
1: <laughs> also also it's if you're thinking about it if we're thinking about this in a hist- like a full expansive history context uh a 20-year apology that's good that's we're we're clo- we're closing <laughs> the window is closing <laughs> yeah that's sad that that's raising the bar. Yeah, like we okay. cuz we're currently next up at... 10. Yeah.
0: That'll
2: be the next goal.
1: <laughs> like but we'll be... but recently we've mostly been like apologizing for and course correcting for things from 400 years ago. So
2: lots of work to do on our to-do list, isn't there?
1: <laughs> Let of ground to one cover. One of those
2: things is watch framing Britney Spears and listen to Brave New Girl from her 2003 album in the Zone, which mm-hmm. is a bop.
1: And what's, wait, what's the one that's about masturbation? Listen to that one, too. Touch
2: of my hand.
1: Listen to that one, too.
2: Yeah. You we know didn't even get I, into the part of uh, of the Diane Sawyer interview where she talks about that song, and Diane uh, Sawyer is so disgusted, and Britney Spears is like, well, it's like this, you know, it, I wanted to write about this, like, sacred and personal, you know, thing. And Diane Sawyer goes, sacred? <laughs> and Britney's like, yeah. And it's, like, so horrible. <laughs>
0: Don't have sex with anyone else, but also don't have sex with yourself, but also just no. like pretend you don't have a vagina. You're a Barbie doll down there. Exactly. Ugh,
1: Diane.
0: Diane. Aubrey
1: I don't know what's so difficult about it. It's a very clear, obvious, like clear plan. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly.
1: Oh, man. Thank this you was fun. so much. What for... a
0: goddamn delight. What it, a... It's, it's one of those topics that you like, you just feel, like, especially growing up in it, you feel so connected to it. Yeah. And there are so many different layers, and it's so much darker than you remember. Yeah. But you want to talk about it, but you don't.
2: Yeah. But I
1: do. I'm kind of yeah.
2: glad I was only ten. I don't know if I wanted oh, to yeah. know all of this at the time.
1: No. Yeah, we would have been twelve, right? In in two thousand three, Th- I would it was thirteen. Thirteen. Uh-huh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. Um. Oof. 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 Uh, a big oof, and a shower for everyone. <laughs> in the Um, meantime you can catch so many so many links in the in the show notes and also i'm sure we will be posting some cringy articles and and interviews on our social media all ding dang week i'm sure so head on over to at shared pod on twitter and instagram hannah where can everyone find and follow you
2: Thanks for asking. Um, I think Insta is just the place to be. That's where I have the most fun. Get in my DMs. Um, I'm at Listen to the B-Sides. Um, on Twitter, I'm at the B-Sides Pod, and we have a Facebook group. Um, if you find yourself being like, "Oh, I I like pop music and pop culture too," and I didn't realize that it was it was it could be cool to like that stuff. Um, you should definitely join our Facebook group. Uh, you can just search the B-Sides on on Facebook, and you'll find it. Yeah,
1: I love it in your. I love it in your podcast when you guys are, will straight up like quote people in the Facebook group. You'll be like, "Oh, so and so made this comment in the Facebook group," <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, yes." And I yes. love that so much. I love that community. And we
2: always ask for permission, just in yes. case you're worried about dropping your hot takes in the Facebook group. <laughs> we ask your permission before telling everyone your deepest darkest secrets about Timothy Chalamet or whatever it is that you <laughs> want to talk about. <laughs>
1: It's a safe space for your hot takes. It is. You can also, if you are not on the social media or if you just want to yell at us on a different platform, you can always email us questions, corrections, or suggestions or love notes um, at, at sharedhistorypodcast at com. If you have a correction for Hannah, send it to us. We'll send it her way. Please. We'll forward it. We'll pay, We'll pay that. We'll pay that well actually forward for you. (laughs) That was full circle for you. (laughs) Oh man, this has been a delight. Hannah, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Until next time, share Share you later. later. That was so good. I went so much faster that time.
0: Thank you for playing arcade audio.